This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Kitchen Counter Podcast. I'm Kendra. And I'm Camille. And with it being officially October, Camille, I have a question for you. Okay. <laughs> Do you dress up for Halloween? And if so, what are you being? Oh, you know what? Every year, I am so busy getting all the kids in their costumes that like, I never <laughs> do anything for me. I dress up, but Get I do that. have a sweatshirt. I'm actually recording in my closet right now. Same. So next, next to me is a sweatshirt, and it says, world's greatest Halloween costume on it. And this is usually what I bust out on Halloween night, and it's just a white and black sweatshirt, like, totally basic. It just That's says, well, greatest Halloween costume. This is what I usually pass out my cinnamon rolls on. Literally. Oh, my gosh. Right? For those of you yeah. that don't know, every year we pass out cinnamon rolls to the parents of the trick-or-treaters because as a parent, it's a little sad. You know, you get your mom tax, but honestly, give me the goods. So we yeah. usually do cinnamon rolls and we all make them together. And it is by far my most favorite Halloween tradition. I agree. It's It's the best. So what about you? Do you dress up for Halloween? I have always wanted to be like a Pinterest family that does costumes. But when it comes down to it, I'm going to be honest. I just, I don't have it in me. I don't have the time. Also, it's, most co yeah. costumes are so expensive. So yeah. unfortunately, no, I am matching my children this year, their Halloween costumes, but I will not be matching them, and my husband's not huge on dressing up, so he's also <laughs> not dressing up this year. Yes. But, I know. you know, still happy Halloween. Yeah, and it's still, it really is one of my favorite holidays, just watching the kids get excited yes. about it, and my neighborhood goes all out. We kick off the trick-or-treating in our neighborhood with a candy cannon. Like Love some, that. some of our neighbors do this, made this cannon and it explodes candy. And so that like kicks it off in the neighborhood. And then all the kids like go after that. It's so much fun. I love tradition. Best childhood memory ever. Like yeah. your, your children are blessed. That's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. We <laughs> never need to see our neighborhood. Right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Love it. Okay. Well. Camille, this is my favorite topic. If talking about taking back your power was a love language, this would be mine. Um, so I just, I can't wait to dive into this. And I feel like you and I could talk about this topic for hours. Literally, we kind of talked about it all week. 
but mostly because we have been through some similar situations where we have had to find our inner power. Yeah. 100%. And you know what? I think every woman goes through a phase in their lives where they reach this point where they realize they've got to find their inner power as well. And I feel yeah. like for me over the last few years, like with the pandemic thrown in and it just kind of threw me for a loop and really made me confront some things about myself. Um, and I kind of the past, I don't know, decade or so, I've been so focused on being a great mom and being a great wife that I kind of lost who I was as Camille. And so um, it's been this journey to try and, um, I don't know, claim my power back. And it takes hard work to find that power, but it can be done. And I'm so excited to talk about it. Yes. And that is such a huge part of power and womanhood is just knowing who you are and having that confidence. But if you are listening and you feel like you don't fully understand what your power is, I just wanted to share what I feel power is. So in my own little definition, power to me is just this deep inner confidence, just complete confidence in what I'm doing is right for me and what I need to be doing without feeling this pull of others' opinions or their demands, but just rather this sense of taking words or actions of others as a grain of salt and just determine what's best for me for my own gut and heart feelings. Yeah, I love that. And I love I love that you said um, that it, it comes from your own gut, like your own knowing. You know deep down what's best for you and you really have to learn to trust that and have confidence in your choices. So that's, that's such a good description. Um, power to me is like taking ownership of who I am, how I show up, the thoughts I think, and just how I react to life and the things that are yeah. happening around me. Yeah. I love that. And I even, I wanted to know other people's definitions of this. So I pulled our six sisters stuff, Instagram audience, and I asked them, what does taking back your power mean to you? So I just wanted to share a few of these because yeah. they were right along the lines of what we said. So um, I won't say who said them, but I will just say some a few quotes. But okay. speaking from a place of confidence in who you are. And I loved that because it's like it's yeah. from within. It's who you are. Yep. Um, another one, doing things for me, which oh, I feel I is that. a huge part of taking back your power, especially for the people pleasers out there. Yes, the people pleasers or the people lost in motherhood or whatever phase of life they're in. We, yes. we sometimes forget about us. Yeah. Um, I'll share just two more. Um, not being a doormat, holding firm on my boundaries. And then Ooh. one more, making the best decisions for you and not letting others' opinions control how you feel about yourself. Oh, I love it. Such good ones. Yeah, such good advice. That's so awesome. Um, I feel so passionate about this topic only because it's a kind of a recent thing for me. And it all kind of happened. You kind of pushed me into just finding myself, Camille. And I don't know if you know that, but I'm just like, you're kind of my inspiration in life. 2020, I started going to therapy, obviously, after some life-changing events happening in the world. But also some personal things that were happening at the time and something that was said to me in therapy and Tiffany is both of our therapists and she's actually yep. coming on the podcast soon. And she, I cannot wait. She is just I can't wait. 
She's got a lifetime of knowledge and I just love her. But yes. she's changed both partner, of our lives. <laughs> yes. Oh my heck. She's the best. Yes. But she has told me time and time again, this direct quote, Kendra, you need to take back your power. And I am, as we said earlier, like our whole family, we're just people pleasers. We just, we hate contention. We hate setting boundaries. We hate confrontation. It just feels rude and uncomfortable to us. And it's hard, but in therapy and through constant practice, I've learned that taking back my power doesn't hurt anyone because they can choose to be offended by me taking care of my mental health. It's not my responsibility. But what was hurting was giving my power to everyone else to the point where others had equal power, if not more power over me than myself, because I was spreading myself way too thin. I said yes to events and parties and things I did not want to go for, go to. And I was just navigating motherhood and let certain people have opinions on how to raise my new baby and who I should be spending my time with. And I just feel like I lost joy and I lost myself and I lost my strength and power. And boy, it was quite the journey to get it back. And it's something I continually work on. But Camille, I want to know your thoughts on your journey to taking back your power because you are such an inspiration. And I know you're going to help so many women learn how to take back their power, just like you pushed me to, Kendra, just try therapy. And I did. And wow, my power is back. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it interesting? Like, just, I, oh, if I could give the world therapy, I would. Like, there's just such a power that comes from talking through all these things that you're going through and having just a neutral third outside party kind of help you maneuver some of those hard things that we all have to go through in life. So, um, but like you, Kendra, I have always, always, always been a people pleaser, even since I was a little girl. And, um, like I've mentioned this before on the podcast, I would rather feel pain and discomfort than know that somebody else is feeling it. Like, let me, let me be the one that hurts. I don't want to make anybody else feel uncomfortable. It's just easier for me if I can be the one that's uncomfortable. And, um, and sometimes that came with the price, like, and the price was usually my, my feelings and the things that I wanted. And I just would put that on the back burner and focus on everybody else. And then when I became a mom, um, 15 years ago, I felt like I had to be like a hundred percent for my kids all the time and be a hundred percent for my husband all the time. And then in my church calling and my jobs and for my friends and just everyone, everyone yeah. except myself. And I've always been this really driven person that had goals and dreams, but I really found that I had stopped making dreams and I stopped setting goals for Camille. I had dreams yeah. as a wife and as a mother, but I had nothing for Camille. And I had kind of lost who Camille was. And it was fascinating because I was like involved in a ton of stuff. I was, you know, way involved in church and community and, and my kids and my husband, but like people would be like, well, what, what hobbies do you have? And I had none. That's the best question. (laughs) It was like, I, I'm a mom and I'm a wife, but like, I didn't even know who Camille was. And, um, like you, I've been in therapy for many years, just working through this and working through like the mental health problems that I had in 2020 with the pandemic and just, just the onslaught of 
stuff that we all went through during those hard years of my kids were suddenly home full time. And um, it became a lot. It became too much. It was the camel or the straw that broke the camel's back or however that saying goes. But um, I'm so grateful for therapy and that they were able to help me kind of walk through this and kind of unpack my brain and unpack all these things that I have been carrying for so long. Um, and to me, it was just taking it one day at a time. It's been years that I have been working through just these old thought patterns that I have and old people pleasing tendencies and just recognizing that I can have a voice and I can stand up for myself and I can take time for myself and I can share my opinions and it doesn't matter what other people think because that's their business and not mine. And so um, it was just, it really came down to for me and, you know, whatever your uh, beliefs are, your faith is like, for me, it was recognizing that I'm a daughter of God and that's where my worth is from. Like nothing can take that from me and nothing is going to change that. And that became my foundation of figuring out kind of who I am again and taking that power back, just deciding who I want to be and not letting anyone or anything stop me from doing that. I love that. And I love the part where you talked about, like, I didn't even know what my hobbies were anymore. Cause I feel it's hard to make time for hobbies, but even then, cause I, I was in the same position as you, I didn't have hobbies and it went as deep and as dark as I feel like I didn't even have passions anymore. Like yeah, the things that I used to love and like, things that just lit my fire and just made me feel alive. I just feel like I even lost that. It was just, sometimes you just become so involved in your kids and your husband. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's not. But you do have to learn to take that time for yourself and not feel guilty to do it. And I feel like therapy is what really helped me see like, Kendra, you have got to stop feeling guilt. You have to take back your power and say, I have rights to have passions and to have hobbies and to have this love sense of love for myself and honestly once I found those passions and those that deep inner love and that power for myself I was way better at being a happier mom and a better wife it just took me an outsider to come in because even my husband was like you need to go do something for yourself and then it's like oh yeah but I feel guilt but to have that outside person my therapist Tiffany lover um, tell me, Kendra, you don't need to feel guilt for doing something for yourself. That's when it really made the biggest impact. It's like, you're right. Okay. It's time. It's time to take the step to really dive into my passions again, to hang out with my friends again, when I feel like I'm ready and I have the time and the capacity to do it. And I feel that is when I learned to take back my power in the most healthy way. Yes. Oh, that is so Good. And like you said, like you, I would have so much guilt if I did anything for myself because then I'd start thinking, well, oh my gosh, I should probably be cleaning the kitchen right now or I should be spending more time with my kids. And, but like you said, so for me, like my personality is actually, I'm quite an introvert and I'm very comfortable at home and um, I love to be alone. But when you have four kids and a husband who works from home, like you do not have time alone. And then during the pandemic, 
I was constantly surrounded by my kids who constantly needed me and I was never alone. And it was, I was spiraling. I was spiraling because I needed that time alone. And, but I felt so much guilt taking it. And so, um, I had to make it a priority. And so every day I have 20 to 30 minutes of alone time where I go for a walk or I even just will read a book or just, um, do even like just be alone for 20 to 30 minutes, watch a show by myself. Like, and, um, what I love is just by taking that little bit of time by myself to recharge my batteries, I show up so much better as a mom and as a wife. Like you said, I didn't realize how much that was impacting the rest of my life because I wasn't showing up for myself and I wasn't, I was giving my power away to everybody else and everything else. And when you, when you do that work on yourself, suddenly it shows up in all areas of your life. Yeah. And I wanted to share um, an analogy that my therapist shared with me. Um, She put her hands out. I was, I did it over zoom and she put her hands out like she was driving a steering wheel. And she said, Kendra, you have so many hands on your life steering wheel. Ah, it's going to make me cry again. Have my heavens. But my therapist showed herself physically taking off people's hands that were on the steering wheel. And I just thought, wow, that is so impactful because other people were steering my life. They were steering my story and I had no control. And it was time, but like, even if I had to do it one by one, one person at a time, one thing at a time that was taking over my power, I realized I am, I'm the author of my own story and I cannot let people determine where I'm going to turn and what I'm going to do next. It was time for me to take back my steering wheel and start driving again. So I loved that analogy of just, even if you have to do it one hand at a time, it's time to start taking back your power a little bit at a time. Oh, I love that. I know. She's so great in analogies. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, I know. But she didn't use that one on me, but I needed that one. That's, That's good. good one. <laughs> but I feel that having that strength or power is like a muscle. Like knowing your inner power, it's having a muscle. And it's not just a one and done thing. And there are so many times I've thought, yeah, I'm good. I don't need therapy this month. I'm feeling good, feeling confident in where I'm at. And then slowly little things would come into my life. And I'm like, oh man, Tiffany, I spoke way too soon. I need you. I'm not done. (laughs) But I really feel like taking back your power and exercising your power is a literal muscle that you have to continue to work out and train or else it loses its strength and its power. I absolutely love that muscle analogy and because it really is something that you have to continually work on to keep. Like, have you ever like been working out and you get to like a good place with your body or whatever and you feel like you've got some muscle tone and then for whatever reason you don't work out for a couple of weeks and like that muscle is gone. And I feel like it's the same thing without checking in on yourself and like reclaiming your power. It's literally something you have to work on and make time for every single day, like to keep training that muscle. So that's, that's a great, that's a great analogy. Yeah. And I love the idea of having those mental check-ins, whether it's once a day or once a week, just asking yourself, do I have control of my power or who does and why am I letting them take it? And how am I going to take it back? Because I feel without those mental check-ins and checking in, 
checking in on yourself. Who is going to check in on you? It's you and you know where you're at mentally. So if if it's not your therapist, it's got to be you. So check in on yourself and make sure it's me. I have my power. So Camille, I want to know, what do you do to keep training your power muscles? <laughs> so um, this one, it might be, it might feel kind of funny to some people. And when I first did it, I was kind of like, this is kind of like, oh, kind of weird. But what I actually did was I wrote a bunch of I am statements and I read them every single day. I have this morning routine that I do each day before my kids wake up and I'm trying to make myself be a morning person. I'm not succeeding all the time, but I'm trying really hard. I'm trying because, and that's what matters. <laughs> that's what matters is E for effort. I'm, I'm trying. But um, part of this morning routine is just to kind of read over these statements and just meditate on how I want to show up that day, like intentionally choosing like who I want to be and how I want to show up. And, um, so do you want to hear some of these statements that I I do? do. It's like a list of maybe 20 statements, but these are some of the, the things I, I wrote down and my husband's name is Jared. So that's why I say that, but, um, (laughs) this is what it is. I am an all in wife who is willing to share all of me with Jared. I'm an intentional mom who is perfect for my kids and full of unconditional love, regardless of circumstances. I am a leader to my family and those around me. I am a safe place for anyone who comes into my life. I will love them regardless of differing beliefs. I am one who sees the good in others and sees them the way that God sees them. And like, I don't believe I'm this person yet, but I'm working on it. And I feel like if I tell myself these things every day and like say them to myself, like this is who I am. I am this person. I'm powerful. I'm strong. I am capable. I'm able to do these things. Like, I just feel like it's a little bit of me starting each day owning my power. And I love that. Some might say it's silly, but really, like, because my brain is so clear in the mornings and, like, hasn't been bogged down with all the many things going on. And, like, I don't even look at social media in the mornings. I don't look at my email. I don't look at texts, like, nothing until I have done this because this is how I want to intentionally set my day. I love those. Those are powerful. And I'm just going to, I'm going to let you pat yourself on the back because those are truly some of your gifts. And I feel like you have the ability to see people in this light and give them the benefit of the doubt. And it is a trait that I look up to because I feel like often and over the past few years, we've learned to just take a step back and realize there are two sides to every story. And just because you don't know the other person's side doesn't mean you know what you're hearing is the truth. And because of this, it's really helped me feel the need to take a step back and say, you know, take everything with a grain of salt. And I love that you said that you you try to see the good in others the way that God sees them. Because I'm like, you really, that is something that I think that you have already perfected. Because you helped me take a step back and be like, no, like don't take take everything as a grain of salt and make your own opinions based off what you feel. So I love that because until you know the full story, you don't know what someone's actually going through. And I feel like you really treat everyone the way that God sees them. So I'm just proud of you because those are strong and they're powerful and they are taking place in your body, Camille. You are taking back <laughs> your power. 
I, a couple of years ago, like I would have never done something like this. I would have said, this is frou-frou. Like this is just silly, but I've come to learn. I know you have too, through all the work that you've done, because seriously, Kendra, you are not the same person that you were two years ago. Like you have completely transformed into just this confident woman who is like, sure of herself and sure of her path oh, and like you thank you it, you're welcome but it's so incredible to watch and I ju- it's just something that I feel every person especially every woman needs to do and so yes. kind of writing out some of those statements and like reading them and owning them like it can do it can do crazy things your brain is so powerful yeah. and the things you tell your brain it believes them yes I fully feel that. And thank you. You're so sweet. But I feel like, especially as women or women in the workplace or just women in general, we have been told so many times to take the emotion out of things. Like literally that exact sentence by at least a direct quote from more than three different people, I would say, just working. But I feel like I get so worked up about that sentence and it makes me shudder a little bit, mostly because I'm like... I have literal chemicals in my body that make me emotional. (laughs) I have a certain time of the month where I am particularly more emotional. So how do I remove that? It's a part of my DNA. It's a part of who I am. It's a part of womanhood. Yes. And as I was deep in thought about this one day, I remember where I was. I was sitting in my daughter's room playing Barbies on the ground with her. And I just had this epiphany and thought to myself, why can't my emotions be my power? Why can't my superhuman power be emotions because emotions bring passion and drive. And I think part of the reason why our company continues to push through some really hard times are because of our emotions and and my natural womanly instincts that include me being emotional are a superpower. And I feel bad that the fellows don't always have that extra emotion to them, that extra superpower, because it's a blessing and a curse. But now I have turned it into my superpower. I love that. I like way to embrace it and just own it. And I honestly think like women do have this superpower that men don't have, or, or, you know, maybe not all women, but like, I love that. I, it's so easy for me to be empathetic and it's easier for me to like feel what others are feeling. And I think that's just something like a natural instinct that all women experience. And so I thought that was a great point. And I don't think we ever have to be ashamed of our emotions. I have always been an emotional person. I Mm -hmm. cry a lot talking about things that are like so close to my heart, like my family and my relationship with God and Jesus and people that I love. And it's so easy for me to get choked up when any of those things are involved in conversation. And, but I'm okay with it. And I especially want to show my kids that like, it's okay to show emotions, um, especially my son. Uh, like I just, I never want to say to my kids, like stop crying or don't cry. But instead, like I always try to make a point to say like, it's okay that you're sad or it's okay that you feel like crying. It's that's a great way to release your emotions. Like I want to encourage them to let those emotions out instead of bottling them up and trying to press them down inside. And like I said, with my son, I even want him to know, like, it's okay for you as a guy to show emotions. Um, I love that. And his future wife will thank you for that one day. <laughs> I hope so. 
so I hope he's willing to talk and open up to his future wife. But, um, I also feel that you're in control of what you do with those emotions. Like, obviously, sadness and crying are just one emotion, but like anger is another huge emotion that so many people experience. And I feel like right now there's a lot of just kind of frustration and disappointment and anger out there in the world. And um, what's so hard for me is I feel that people are choosing to react poorly when these emotions come up. And I want to teach my kids the proper ways to react when they feel these emotions. Like it's okay to be angry. It's not okay to lash out. It's okay to be sad and cry, but it's not okay to take out your mad feelings on your siblings or whatever. Like try to teach them like proper ways to, to channel their reactions. And I just feel like, um, in the past few years with the pandemic and just everybody's mental health and emotional health struggling. I just wish there was more training that taught people how to have power on how they choose to feel and how they choose to react. Like each person, we each have that power to choose. And sometimes we forget that we're in control of our choices. Oftentimes I feel like it's not always people that can have power over you, even though a lot of times it is like on that steering wheel, a lot of times yeah. it's people who are holding on to your steering wheel and we're letting them drive and and lead where we're going to go, but also things as well. So was there yeah. anything that you want to add to this? Yeah. And oh, I have some I thoughts about this, on this forever. Yeah. yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Absolutely. I feel like something that has had power over me for years was food and body image and exercise and looking a certain way based off what I saw on social media and in magazines growing up. And we are just constantly bombarded with we should look a certain way. And in college, even before I had babies and when COVID hit, I was so scared of eating too many desserts or carbs. And we all heard of like the COVID-15, like you hear about the freshman 15, but there was definitely like a COVID-30 happening with, yeah. and everyone was talking about it. Everyone was gaining weight because you're eating baked goods inside and just enjoying the comfort of your home. And what is wrong with that? Like there is nothing wrong with that. But um, it wasn't until I really started to take back my power and stopped comparing my journey and my health and health in quotations, because that's different for everyone to completely understand what health was. And it wasn't until I really started taking back my power and I stopped comparing my journey to complete strangers on Instagram is that 
place I was able to find that was happy and I was in a good place with my body and with food. And now I can eat a brownie or five. And now I feel (laughs) I don't need to go work it off. And I do love eating fresh food. And I love how exercise makes my body feel. And I love trying new workouts and taking care of my body. It makes me feel truly powerful. But I feel as women, we are constantly bombarded with, you should look this way. You should eat these things. This is what I ate. Are you eating these things too to look how I look? And I really let it affect me, especially having children and coming back from getting into your post your pre-pregnancy pants, postpartum. And it's, that's a journey. And you feel like you should hate your body after you have a baby. And I hated feeling that way. But Camille, you're just, again, an inspiration. And I'm going to share another experience. Okay. Um, and it was right around the time, I think I was pregnant with Blakely. Okay. That Camille told me once how she never counts anything or she never diets because of an experience that she had when her little girl, I don't even remember how old she was, but I know she was little, maybe like five, but Camille was reading the nutrition facts or the nutrition label after dinner one night. And her daughter said, mommy, what are you doing? And Camille was like, what am I doing? And I, that thought has stuck with me forever. And she said from that point on, she vowed that she would never do that again because she never, never wanted her daughter to feel that she wasn't good enough, that she had to count calories or count whatever to make her body look a certain way or feel a certain way. And after having my first little baby, I remember thinking about that story time and time again, every time I thought, oh, maybe I should count this or do this exercise or do this program. And I realized that's not health. That's not happiness. And that was taking power over me and taking power out of the joy of motherhood and taking power out of cuddling my baby when I'm inside. I was like, oh, should I be working out right now? Should I be trying to work off my baby weight? And I really had to learn to take back my power and realize that is putting me in a deep, dark place and taking away all my power into a place where I was comparing my body to other moms that were postpartum. I was comparing myself to unrealistic things on Instagram it was consuming me. It took over me. And so, Camille, thank you for giving me that thought that can made me continue to think, how do I want m- my power to be an example for my daughter? And I don't want nutrition labels or counting any numbers with food before putting it into my mouth to tell my daughter that is a way to live your life. Because to me, that is not what power looks like. That is incredibly sad and just it breaks my heart that my daughter I never want her to feel that way about food I want her to have a relationship with food that is I'm going to eat this and enjoy it for what it is but I'm also going to take care of my body because I love it and to me that is power to be able to have that knowledge and that strength to say I don't need to look like this person on Instagram to embody what they think health is health is personal yes Oh my gosh, that's so well said. And isn't it fascinating, like how much, especially social media, I think it's going to be interesting over the past or in the next decade or so to kind of see the impact that social media has on our mental health and emotional health and even physical health and social health. Um, I think it's going to be more impactful than we ever imagined. 
they're just the the rates of depression and anxiety not only among teenagers but also against women of yeah. all ages like it's incredible to me how much we are letting social media have hands on our steering wheel in all yes. areas of our life how we think not only we should look but how our home should look and how, what we should do with our kids and how we should be spending our money it's yes. it's pretty crazy and so it is a little bit scary and there are just so many areas different areas for me where i've had to work on taking back my power and one of the most um impactful ways i guess i would say at least for me in my life is just kind of taking the power back in my marriage and i get to choose like how i want to show up in my marriage and also what i want my marriage to look like and for my husband and i we are coming up on let's see 19 years of being married 19 years four kids and oh um like it's crazy because it's such a journey when you first get married you just you really don't know each other and you're still kind of figuring yourself out and so it's yeah. fun to that we get to do it together but even as we get older and as our kids get older like I feel like we're constantly learning about each other and for us we um with me especially being such a people pleaser I never really shared my own opinion and shared yeah. like what what I really wanted. And that was something I had to face in therapy as well is like, what do you want, Camille? What do you want your marriage and your life to look like? And um, I had to learn how to communicate and then how to also listen. And then we both had to learn how to talk in a way where we both felt heard, but also felt safe expressing those opinions. And, and um, it, 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 was quite the journey to get to that point, but um, it wasn't until we did take our power back by having those hard conversations and being really vulnerable and open with each other that our marriage grew so strong, stronger yeah. than it has ever been. And it's so empowering to feel in control of our marriage and to feel like I have a safe place where I'm heard, to feel yeah. like... I'm the most important thing in his life and he's the most important thing in mine. Um, and then also another thing I really had to work hard on taking my power back was with my time. And I am not afraid to say no anymore. Whereas before I literally said yes to everything and it was always at my own expense. It was always like <laughs> I had to suffer the consequences of that. And so now yeah. I'm really such a protector of my time. And it feels crazy good to have that power back and feel strong enough to stand up for myself and my capacity. Like sometimes I just, I can't do it all. And because yeah. I am an introvert, like sometimes being around a ton of people for a really long time, like I do need that time alone. And it's really fascinating learning these things about yourself and like what empowers you and what takes your power away. But um, yeah. It just, it's really good for me to be able to stand up for what I want. And then also like, I had to take my power back with social media. Like yeah, it affected me every time I would be on Instagram, I would get off of it feeling just terrible about myself. And so I had to make some really 
I don't know, like strong boundaries that just, I only follow accounts that uplift and inspire me. They remind me to be brave and to be real and that help me to be the best version of myself. And I just feel like that's real power. That's real power. Knowing, knowing that I have a choice. I love that. And I love that you said about social media, making you feel brave and stronger. And I feel that's the same when you're exercising your power. It's hard to be around people that drain you and make you feel worse constantly or those jabs that come or that guilt that comes that I feel like really as you are trying to take back your power, you really have to learn who is the energy givers and who are the energy suckers in your life. Because if you are in a process of healing, you especially have to start saying no to those people that are taking your power and you have to learn to be okay with that and not feel guilt with that. And I feel like that was the hardest thing in therapy for me is like, I should want to be with these people. I should want to be around them, but it wasn't a great place for me in my time of healing that I had to take a step back and say, I got to heal first. I can't always be to the things that people want me to be at. I got to heal because I need some energy saving and some power saving this week. Oh, that's so good. And it's so true. You kind of start to see and recognize those people who do build you up. And then the people that, like you said, are kind of the drainers that require a lot more of your energy. That's awesome. Yeah. So I want to know who is someone that you look up to that resonates power or maybe like an animal or something to me. I like sharks. I think they're powerful. And this week as I was feeling deflated or feeling like I was losing a grasp on my power, I would literally tell myself, channel your inner shark. And I could literally feel like a new sense of power. So this week or as you go through life, Camille, who do you channel or what do you channel? I feel like it changes, like depending on the setting, because I do love that, like that power animal, a shark or a lion. I heard once a quote that said, lions don't spend their time worrying about the opinion of sheep. I love that. Like little lambs, because lions, like they don't care what the sheep think of them. Lions have a job to do. They're fierce. They're ferocious. They own it. And I just, so sometimes it's a lion, but honestly, like somebody that's been on my mind this week, um, I I heard a podcast or something and somebody was talking about her, but um, it's actually mother Teresa, which I know is so random because she's like so quiet and she's peaceful. And like, what does she have to do with power? But um, I actually think of her as one of the most powerful people who's ever lived because she knew who she was and she wasn't afraid to just be herself. And she did good, not for social media fame or not because it was trending on TikTok, but because she was just herself through and through. And I found this definition online of what a powerful woman is. And I loved it. And it just, it said, what makes a woman powerful? A powerful woman cares about her physical, mental, and emotional well-being and takes steps to love all parts of herself. Bravery and a willingness to go after what you want are huge parts of what makes a woman have power. Powerful women know what they want and aren't afraid to chase it down. And Mother Teresa did just that. Like, she was so brave and willing to go after helping people. And she changed the lives of so many people around her and impacted her world for the better. And 
She knew her power, but she quietly put her head down and went to work. And that's how I kind of want to be. I want to be quietly powerful. I love that. That is powerful. That is like the most power, powerful, <laughs> that powerful can get, Camille. You've nailed that. I love that. And I love Mother Teresa. Right? That's the best. So channel your inner shark, channel your inner Mother Teresa. Just channel the power. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know that we keep talking and I hope Lauren doesn't cut us off with time, but I just wanted to share an exercise I did once that changed my life forever. So if you want to do this, go all in and do it. But there was one time I was at a work conference and they asked to write the speaker who is Russell Brunson asked us to write our eulogies as if we were our best selves at the time. And we had died and someone was going to read this for us at our funeral. And it was so powerful. There were men and women that were strong, business-empowered people there of all ages. And there was not a single dry eye in that room. But as I was writing my eulogy, I had this moment of, Kendra, it is time to take back your power so that you can step into yourself and just be the person that you were meant to be. And if I don't take back my power... I will never become who I'm supposed to be and do what I'm supposed to accomplish on this earth and to be the person in this eulogy. And I just realized I'm playing too small. I'm not surrounding myself with the right things or the right people who see my potential and who give me the energy and love I need. And it was later that night I got thinking about this experience again. And I realized if I really don't step into myself and take back my power, my eulogy could be a one-liner of Kendra only cared about pleasing other people and doing everything they asked of her. And she lived a very unhappy life. Like that could literally have been my eulogy because it was at a point in my life where I just, I let everyone's thoughts and opinions come on so strong to my power that I had none, that I would do everything people asked me, show up to the things that people asked of me. And I just wasn't happy. It just, I, I lost myself. So I love the idea of stepping into your power and being who you're supposed to be on this earth. Whatever it is that you believe in, there is a purpose for you. There is a plan for you. And if you don't take back your power, what are you what's in, what's going to be in your eulogy? Who are you meant to be? And so we we're actually at another work conference this past week and Jenna Kutcher, the Jenna Kutcher spoke at it and she was amazing, but she said something that really resonated with me. And it was your future. You is waiting. Do not rob your future self. And I was just, I couldn't believe it. I like my, my jaw fell open and I was like, she's so right. There's something greater for me and greater for all of us and every woman. And we have to stop robbing our future selves of the joy and the happiness and the fulfillment that comes from taking back our power. If we never take back our power, we'll never get there. So I just, I love that thought from Jenna Kutcher. She also included, we're waiting for someone else to be the leading role in our life. And I just, I felt that so strongly. I'm like, I can't wait any longer. I am the leading role of my life. And if you don't take back your power, You'll never be the leading role. It will be everyone else and you will just be, you won't be up on stage getting that Emmy. So 
It's time. You be that role. You be that main role, that main character. I loved that. I love that. Oh, so good. So powerful. I just, I just feel like as women, we have so much potential to change the world for the better, but it's going to really take each of us realizing just who we are and what our potential is, like you said, and then being brave enough to step into taking our power back. And it's hard work and we have to show up consistently over and over again, but it's so worth it. And as women, as us sisters who are women that just want to be a champion for other women. And, and we just want you to know, like, you aren't alone in this quest and we are always cheering you on. Always. And I feel like as women, we got to be those energy givers because you never know who is working on taking back their power, whether it's you or a loved one. I just feel like let's, let's start today to start giving people their power back and stop trying to take people's power and start giving people the tools they need to step into their best selves and be the powerful woman that they're supposed to be. Oh, so good. And hopefully this resonated with somebody. Hopefully yeah. there's somebody out there who just, who knows they're made for more and who knows yeah. that there are some places in their life where they can take back their power. Um, yeah. If you want to continue this conversation, head over to Instagram and we'll have a post on there about taking back your power. And so we would love to hear maybe what you want to do or what you're working on as far as just to take back your power. What are the, what's the area in your life that you, you're ready to claim that power and to take it back. So we'd love to have you comment, comment and participate in this conversation and, and, Hopefully we can all be there to support and encourage each other as we're working through all these themes. Yeah, I love that. And thank you so much for listening and being a part of our Kitchen Counter conversation. And please don't forget to like and subscribe and we will see you next week. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.